I'm primarily a short fiction writer, although I've written about five or six novels along the way. Done about 136 published so far. My writing number is up around uh, 500 and some pieces, most of which didn't sell. I sell about 20% of everything I write, but I sell 80% of everything I manage to submit to an editor. primarily write short fiction? Yes, it's easier for me. I've talked to some novelists uh, about the difference between novels and short fiction. And novelists I usually refer to as that group of garrulous bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Walter Hunt, who is, a, who is one of them, uh, kept asking me for years, oh, how do we write a short story? How do you write a short story? So I gave him my three-minute pieces of how to write a short story and sat with him and went through the, the steps. And he went away. And uh, two conventions later, which is about a year later, he was very excited because he said, I wrote a short story. I wrote a short story. I said, how long was it? He says, 26,000 words. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that's a novelist for you. That's yeah. a start. Was that a novelette, I guess, is where, where he's at, or novella? Hmm. I, several of my, my books have, have not actually been written as novels per se, but they're aggregations of short stories that all seem to share a similar universe and follow a set of characters in there. The most recent one was uh, Scattered Dreams, which came out, which follow, which is, includes, includes uh, seven or eight short stories and one long novella in there, which is the glue that holds the whole thing together. And I worked with the editor to scrape off the rough places where they did things didn't match or one story contradicted another. All in all, it was good. The uh, other one is uh, Distant Seas, which I came out with about four years ago, which was uh, four novellas and a novelette that appeared in Analog Magazine. What was the name of the other one? I forget, I forget at the moment. But it'll come to me eventually. Three o'clock in the morning, usually. <laughs> uh, which is basically a sailing stories around the uh, solar system. It was interesting because we got a nice review in an Australian magazine. Australian Yachting Magazine. Which, really? Yes. The publisher and I just sitting there going, how in the hell did they ever latch into this thing? But I guess I used enough nautical terms in there to impress them. Ah, huh. Interesting. What type of fiction do you write? So like science fiction, there's all kinds of different kinds of science fiction. What do you write? I think most people would classify as hard science fiction writer. I tend to write things that are science-based in large part, even though some of the science is invented. I try to put a degree of verisimilitude into, into my uh, inventions. I did, however, sell five novelettes and novellas 
to analog that contained no science whatsoever. <laughs> they were uh, the Sam Boone series, which is uh, humorous science fiction, which was prefaced on the aliens wondering why we messed around with the electromagnetic spectrum when flume was much more interesting. Flume, all right, yeah. It was like the, the hand you don't see. Oh. So I modeled all the aliens in there on animals that uh, are here on Earth under different guise, like uh, the wasps that lay their eggs in living creatures. Oh, okay. And other, other things, and uh, thinly described. I've also put in a lot of my friends and acquaintances in the science fiction world. I've tuckerized them in the stories. <laughs> Tuckerization is when an author uses a person's name in an original story as part of an in-joke. The term is derived from Wilson Tucker, an American science fiction author who made a practice of using friends' names for minor characters in his stories. And not very, very well hidden either. But uh, anyway, people get a kick out of it. Do you stick with mundane science fiction, meaning no faster than light, or are you flexible in some of those areas? I'm very flexible on those. I, uh, I've written a couple short humorous pieces on faster than light travel, which goes horribly wrong for the participants. And I don't mean horribly wrong in that they, uh, they get torn apart or anything like that. But for example, one of them is a captain of a galact an invincible galactic battleship who is going to bring this planet under submission. <laughs> and he shows up only to be baffled by the government inspectors coming on board and demanding that he file forms and fill out the thing and pay the extra fee and whatnot. And, oh, by the way, you know, your your spaceship is uh, 200 years obsolete, uh, et cetera. So anyway. Yeah, compliance investigations, Izzy. Wow. Yeah, kind of a, a Vorgon uh, situation there. So a lot of science fiction is written based on, well, it's always written based on the writer's experience. And your experience was Air Force, and then also I think you worked for some defense contractors. Consulting firms. Consulting firms. Tell me a little bit more. Did that help you write science fiction? Did your did your day job help you with your uh, creativity? In some, in some senses. My Air Force experiences were mostly in the uh, security area, not military police security, the other kind of security, which is why I think I had such a good fit with Sigma. And then uh, when I got out, got my MBA and got out, I uh, became a special assistant to the president of a company and did dog's body work for him. Then I shifted over and got hired by a little company called uh, MCI. Right. It had like uh, 60 people in the company when I joined. So I put together the first uh, strategic plan for the company, which was thrown in the trash about five years later. <laughs> then I joined a new company. And uh, it was just being built with two friends. Bud, what call to action do you have for our audience? The same call to action that I do for everybody that attends and buy my books. There we are. Yeah, yeah, I've got a bunch of them out there on Amazon. There's also some e-books in there that have not gotten a lot of attention. And uh, I've published a collection non-parallel universes from Franklin Press. Non-parallel universes. Okay, here we are. collection <laughs> of what I consider my best short stories over the last 10 years. And that's a good sampling of 
what I write, even though it's all over the ballpark. Right on. So uh, it sounds like you're on Amazon, so they should go to Amazon, type in Bud Sparhawk, S-P-A-R, and then Hawk in the search, and they'll find you. Yes. Also, they can look me up on Wiki, where my fans have given me a huge page of references of all my works over the years where they appeared. Is this Wikipedia or is this a different wiki? Wikipedia, yes. And I have a blog site, budsporhawk.blog. However you found sci-fi thoughts, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other podcast aggregation services. If you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and do us a favor. Go to wherever you get this podcast and leave us a review. Even clicking a few stars. And this will help out the show in many ways. In the show notes, we've got goodies for you. There's links to video interviews with Bud Sparhawk. We have a link to Bud's Amazon author page. You can find all of his books in a simple way. And there, are, of course, are links to things we referenced in the show, such as Walter Hunt and Tuckerization and William Tucker. So go to the show notes and you will find out more cool information. Go ahead and tap, tap, tap in your podcast player to pull up those show notes and you can click on those links with your finger for easy access. Otherwise, if you downloaded this over your computer, go back to the website where you downloaded the MP3 and you'll be able to get to those links right there in the web page. This is the last episode of the Bud Sparhawk series. The first episode started with 124. If you missed it, go type into your favorite search engine, Lancer, Sci-Fi Thoughts, Bud Sparhawk.